All right, the economy is getting back underway, and with it, the world of pro sports. Stay ahead of the curve with the unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering developments across finance, economics, technology, and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com, and if you are not already a The Athletic subscriber for a limited time, receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com slash subscribe to sign up today. All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Junior Jr., Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic are here with you. And, and, you know, we did good. We had a few weeks there. We were talking about baseball, Trent. We were. We did. We were. And and now uh, we have uh, one where we're going to kind of talk about baseball, but the lack of baseball being played and what has happened in a truly uh, – I would say a surreal experience, but it's kind of becoming all too real across Major League Baseball as the the Reds become the latest team to deal with uh, a COVID-19 positive test and the, um, I guess, ripple effects that come with that. Uh, It's been a weird, (laughs) it's been a, been a weird few days, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Really? No, like, it's unbelievable what I've learned about testing and protocols and all that over the last couple months and now contact tracing uh contact which tracing. will become the next the next uh level of this story as the reds uh and go forward at some point with this season but let's um abundance let's... of caution let's let's Ab- proceed with an abundance of caution yes everything is going to be an abundance of caution let so with the abundance of caution proceeding uh Theoretically, the team will embark on a what, what a great time for a ten-game road trip. Uh, next, theoretically, uh, assuming the games pick up with Tuesday night in Kansas City, um, as we record this, things change by the minute, so it's it's hard to like do podcasts now. Yeah. It where is it's the like everything always changes forever. Yeah, it's so. But you're looking at two in Kansas City, four in St. Louis. Who they could probably swap a few stories about dealing with uh, the, the pandemic and trying to play baseball through it. The Cardinals, who have only played ten games thus far, uh, and then four in Milwaukee before coming back home. It, there is just a lot going on with this club uh, right now. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. It's, uh, we live in interesting times, Paul Banner Jr. We live in interesting times. <laughs> Let, let's recap, um, how we okay. got here a little bit. Well, can we start? Let me, let me start with, with what I saw. You were at the ballpark. I was watching Friday night on TV. Game ends, Reds win, and it was honestly one of the weirdest things. You're just kind of watching the, the victory line thing happened. The shot is on all the players from the infield and the bench as they are looking out. It looked like, honestly, it looked like there was a, a miss, something misfired with the fireworks or something. Everyone is, has this like ghost white look and is just staring intently out towards like out into the distance. And you're just like, 
what is going on? Like, did something happen with them, the fireworks or the stadium? Like, what? Why is everybody like just standing stoically, staring off into the distance? And then at that point, uh, the camera changes, and you see um, Nick Senzel get taken off from the outfield, off to the side, and then the game ends, and they cut to commercial, and that's that's what we saw on TV. Um, and it we was didn't like, see much more what? in the ballpark, you know. No, that was that. Like that was the end of most broadcasts. Jesse Winker did a interview, which if you know, I I've interviewed Jesse Winker. You have. He's outgoing, fun, funny. Jim Day setting him up for jokes after a big win. Jesse Winker uh, was like it was it was surreal. The like de- uh, the de- like had such a depressed conversation. Um, and then it went on, and that was that was the the wrap up show, and that's the last time we saw the Reds on a field. Yeah, um, right. So, a um, little bit later, you know, David Bell does his um, post game. Uh, Sonny Gray did his. Sonny was pretty much Sonny, um, and then David did his. It was very kind of, you know. It was perfunctory, and I don't mean that derogatory. Um, it was just, it was short. He's, he said what he needed to say. He answered the questions. Um, and then we got Jesse Winker on the Zoom, and Jesse was very, like you said, he was the same with us, and he was still kind of uh, stoic. For a guy who just had two home runs, had first multiple hit home run game, or multiple home run game of his career, um, he was just very... Yeah, it, it it was the last thing on his mind. You could tell, so it was um, it was strange. And then um, I find out uh, Ken Rosenthal texts me, and um, we start working on a story that a player had tested positive. And so yeah, so Ken and I work on that story, and we post that. Uh, I don't I don't remember the time. But it was uh, late. Af- yeah, after I got home, <laughs> um, I just kind of left the uh, ballpark and and did what reporting I could while driving um, with CarPlay, so I did not yeah. have to text while driving. So uh, yeah, it um, it was that was interesting. So you know, at that point, Ken and I are talking, and we're like, "It's they're not playing tomorrow. They're probably not playing Sunday." Um, and we waited for that to become official. And the next morning, uh, it became official that they they banged both games, which was not uh, un, was was pretty much expected that they would bang both games. There was a time where there was a thought that maybe they could play a doubleheader on Monday. The Pirates were prepared for that. They stayed overnight Saturday. Uh, everybody got tested um, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday morning. Um, they were given a time window to come in. I believe it was 9 to 11 on Saturday at least. Uh, and, and so they were given that uh, time to come in to do their spit tests. Um, and then if you watch Trevor Bauer's vlog, he uh, he kind of documented that process on Saturday morning. And according to Trevor Bauer, the commissioner sent his private jet to Cincinnati to collect the samples and take them to um, Utah to be tested. So, uh, that was to expedite things from what I've been told, 
nobody has tested positive other than the original um, person who tested positive, which would be great news. Um, I got a tip yesterday and then reported on this last night that uh, if the Reds do play tonight, uh, they will likely be without, now there are still appeal processes and the such, uh, likely be without um, several players, not just the person who tested positive, but um, some other players who tested negative, who have had all negative tests, but because of uh, their contact with the player who tested positive, would are, are still kind of being um, held up. And uh, so those players would then be able to be placed on the roster, but then, you know, all the roster rules come in to play. So it's not like they're going to play with fewer than 28 men. It's just they're going to play without probably their best 28 men. What, how does um how does the return to play work from contact tracing? Is it different than uh the return from reporting your symptoms in the morning, like we've seen a couple of times with you know Vado did that that one day, and then mm-hmm. and we had Sinzel did that one day, Mustakis uh, did that one day. We see is is the return the same from this as that? I think that's a question that a lot of people have, and it yeah. almost feels like nobody knows except for Major League Baseball. That, that they're the only ones who know exactly what they're going to do with that. But it's kind of like, and, and, and is that in the sense of like a, a major league baseball making it up as they go along or do the players know this? Do the teams know this? And we just don't know this. No, it's, it's, I, I don't think anybody but major league baseball knows this and yeah. they might not even. Uh, so that is, that's an issue. But again, I mean, it's kind of, on, on one side, I do actually get it. You, 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 Everything is evolving, and we've seen different ways to handle all these situations. There's not, like, a set way to, to, to do all this. You know, we didn't see it with um, the, you know, we saw a different response to the Cardinals than we did the Marlins. And hopefully they're learning and doing better. Now, who knows? It's it's all so confusing and it's just changing. So you can't make any blanket statements because it's changing all the time. It is, and what you know, it's funny though. In the at the beginning of this, and you look across the the Reds still have this tied for the second most games played in the division. I mean, the division has been affected by this because the Cardinals' ripple has been so huge. I mean, they have it has affected everybody. The Cardinals have played 10 games, the Pirates 18, the Reds and Brewers 20, the Cubs 21. And and it, the Cardinals are going to be playing double headers on top of double headers. I mean, their September is going to be just a ridiculous slate and and then when you throw another the possibility of another team in the central there it, that doesn't just that's not just a reds issue at all right i mean that is a team like the pirates that's going to be playing double headers they're they're playing what yeah. five games in four days against the cardinals at one point and so if you're talking about trying to reschedule double headers against them you've got to think about well you can't just be plopping more double headers against the reds before they're five games and four days against the cardinals and overload them and at a certain point you, you, the the belt the belt breaks right like you 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 have to you can't have more of this um and, and so that's why these last few days have been abundance of caution 
all the stuff that's going on. You know, maybe you could have tried to do this or do that, but everybody is just trying to back up and make sure this doesn't get out of hand like we have saw happen in St. Louis. Right. In and, Miami. And, right. So it's all just kind of all just sitting and waiting to figure it out. And, and that's the thing, not have their schedule in the division to not have their schedule impacted by the Cardinals. They're the only team that, that didn't have uh, games banged because of the Cardinals. So, yeah, we did. here we are. There's a good there's there's a good chance that you end up with whatever making up of the those two Pirates games potentially happening in Pittsburgh, right? Because that would work out better for the schedule where the Reds just play as the home team in Pittsburgh. And to be honest, when there's no fans, like making games up wherever you can play them is just it's not that it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, and and we could see that uh, we could see a mixture of that. Maybe one game made up as a doubleheader in in Pittsburgh, one in Cincinnati. Um, so that that is very possible. They do have two series left with the Pirates, um, including one here in Cincinnati and one series in Pittsburgh, and those are within ten days of each other. It's, right. uh, the September at 4th Pittsburgh, September 4th through the 6th, and then uh, the Reds home against Pittsburgh, September 14th through the 16th. But after that 14th to the 16th is when the Pirates have their run against the Cardinals, um, where where they're going to be uh, busy. So, and, and either one of those could be advantageous, uh, assuming, and this is a huge assumption, if you look at it, Oh, wait, no, there is a Cubs thing. So they don't have an extra off day. I knew they had one made up. Anyway, never mind. So um, they do have off days around. I don't have it written up on my schedule, the uh, makeup game against the Cubs, but I think it's here. So, yeah, they have an off day on the third. They have off days before and after that series in Pittsburgh, and the Reds have an off day after the game, after the Pittsburgh comes here. Um, So that could help with your rotation and pitching and all that. Yeah. What uh, if uh, assuming of assuming games going on, you'll see Luis Castillo pitching uh, on Tuesday, uh, and so you'll pick up the rotation from there with Trevor Bauer uh, on Wednesday, and then you'd have Sonny Gray getting kind of a little extra uh, with him kicking off uh, the next series with with a Thursday start in St. Louis. So that's kind of where things stand. Um, but you know, again, as you listen to this, there you're, there's probably news out about whatever has gone on. Like everything, uh, the every the world spins pretty fast these days. So, um, you know, trying, obviously we have all of that in the athletics, so you can uh, make sure you keep it locked in there um, with all the updates on whatever's going on. But uh, in theory, the Reds are going to try to play ten games uh, on a, on a ten game road trip here and and leave this blip behind them and it's just that's that's this season this season is just dealing with stuff like this and finding a way to adapt and win tilts yeah um you know i guess if you want to be overly positive about it if, if this if this stays as it is looks now i mean the reds have done something right with their protocols if they had one player who got it and uh they've been that it didn't spread if it didn't spread that means we, we saw how it spread in Miami, and we saw how it spread with St. Louis. Uh, that would be a positive to me if, if, if the status quo stays. That would be uh, pretty big to me that it shows that they've done a good job at um, following the protocols, and the protocols are working. 
that it does not spread. I th- I think it's something like that gives gives a lot of hope for the rest of this season as a whole. Of okay, a guy comes up with it, but the test shows up. You get positive, and they're able to keep it from really doing a full spread. Teams teams can deal with this. This, this type of stuff is. Uh, a bad weather pattern in a regular season, right? I mean, where you miss a couple of games and you got to figure out where to go from there. It's obviously different than that, but I mean, you can deal with this type of stuff. It's it's dealing with the stuff like St. Louis and Miami that really is is the killer. So yeah, I mean that it, I do think you're right. I think there's some hope involved with this going forward. And, and that's you know one of the other things that we saw when the Phillies and Marlins played, and you had an outbreak with the Marlins, and no Phillies tested positive. That showed us that the risk is minimal on the field. And that's another good sign. So, you know, that's, there's so many of these other things where you have these real world tests of how everything spreads. And um, those are good signs. And, And that's, and we haven't seen anybody, haven't seen any opponents of the Cardinals, you know, uh, test positive. So these are all good signs. And, um, yeah, so there, there's, that's sort of like hope or, yeah. you know, positivity who are you? or something. Who are you, like, speaking in any kind of positivity here? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we got off on a good start talking about um, over the top. So Oh, that's true. Yeah. You put me in the right kind of frame of mind. Um, I just wanted to. And, and we did like, pin you down to agree that it's a top five movie about arm wrestling. It is. I I will go on record. I will fight to the death for that. Yeah, and I'd Stance. I'd love to I'd love to see if you're listening to this. Shoot us on Twitter your list of your top five movies about arm wrestling. I'd be really impressed because that would mean you would have named five movies about arm wrestling. So, uh, I, I want to see that list. So send it to us on Twitter. I, I we'll we'll, uh, we'll make sure we give it the credit it deserves if you come up with those. Uh, it would deserve a lot of credit if you. Come it up would with deserve a lot of credit. I honestly want to know, like, what are five movies about? I want to know. I want to see the list. I want to know what two are. <laughs> What's the second one? Uh, now, not just involves arm wrestling. No, no, no. I would right. Say, I mean, you need at least three arm right. wrestling it's not, scenes. Like, like it can't be the Naked Gun isn't a baseball movie. You know, no, no, yeah, it's I, a I, movie exactly. that has baseball is in it. It needs um, to be at least a plot point, I would say, not the defining plot point, but one. Uh, one last baseball thought, um, or I guess one first baseball thought, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, would be, you know, you look at the way we assumed this would play out season wise and short schedule, you know, we're, we're a third away and you had a story right before everything changed with the reds kind of looking at the, the disappointing first third for them. I highly recommend people going back into the details of sort of where the disappointments have been, where there's hope, where, where is that? you look at the national league, it's kind of about how you think two teams are really good. Two teams are really bad and everybody else is in the middle and your eight teams are getting in. So, there's, you know, you're really, you're down to that like 
there's like five people that are going to be left out of the, the dance at this point that don't already know they're probably going to get left out. You've got the Pirates and the Giants have just had a terrible starts. So it looks like they're pretty much eliminating themselves. The Cubs and the Dodgers have been far away better than everybody else. And everybody else is really kind of hovering around this somewhere in the, you know, one or two games over, one or two games below. The Reds find themselves in there as disappointing and poorly as a lot of aspects of this season have gone. They're just right there in the middle of that mix uh, like everybody else. And, you know, still plenty of time to get into the tournament and see what happens. Yes. I mean, yeah, pretty much. uh... Which is about what, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of what I think you, how you probably would have thought it would go. Maybe a couple of games here or there. And you'd like to see a couple better trends, but really, for the most part, um, it it doesn't. It, it I don't think it's strikingly out of the ordinary where they sit and where everybody kind of sits right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like fifty-four games of a regular season, which is a lot, but it's not a defining period of time. Right. Um. All right. Well, that's kind of where things are at. I, I hesitate to talk about anything more. Because yeah. it's probably going to change as soon as we hit stop on the record. So, like, uh, it, that's kind of where things are at right now as we record this at, you know, around 9-ish uh, on Tuesday morning. So, um, yeah. just leave it there. I, and, I know they have an airplane at CVG that's still scheduled to go to Kansas City. So, that's good news. Of course, they could go to Kansas City, still bang the game, and then play a doubleheader tomorrow. I mean, that's up in the air, too. Right. We will, That's we'll also one of my favorite. I know I've said it several times, but it's one of my favorite pieces of baseball lingo is banging, which yeah. means to postpone. Um, so, can I tell you a Wally Backman story? Oh, always. Now you have to give a little background. <laughs> I have many of these. I, I have many of these. That, one of my first. One of my first jobs uh, was covering. I was in South Georgia and Albany, Georgia, and Albany. they got an independent Albany. Thank you, proper Southern draw. Uh, they and they had an independent baseball team. That was the South Georgia Peanuts, which there's actually a documentary out there about a ten a ten episode documentary out there about them that I'm in. I'm in episode nine and ten uh, with hair, and so this is a long time ago. So Wally, this was right after Wally Backman got hired for four days by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then was fired because they found out some of his background. He had a lots of big background issues, including alcohol issues. He. Basically took this job is just like, look, start somewhere, get yourself back on the right track. Well, Wally was well, he wasn't really all the way back on the right track at this point in time. But there is one day at the stadium. I'm sitting there and it's raining and we're waiting to see if they're going to get rid of the day's game. All of a sudden, out of the dugout in nothing but a robe comes Wally Backman and he just standing at the top step ripping a cigarette like you've never seen anyone rip a cigarette and he just takes three puffs he's staring out and he just goes bang it and then walks it back down into the into the into the clubhouse the end Wally robe cigarette bang it I'll never anytime anybody mentions that phrase from this point forward I always have this vision of Wally in a robe at the top at the top step of the uh, South Georgia Peanuts. So are you interviewed or are you just like collateral B-roll? I'm interviewed. Yeah, I did. I did like an, I did like a 45 minute sit down with them at one point uh, about the season. And then there were a couple of points that he gets suspended multiple times. There's an epic YouTube clip that's out there that has been viral since 
of Wally throwing. I actually had the joy of counting it up. I think it was like 23 baseballs and oh, 42 yeah. bats onto the field at one point in a tirade, and it's all on video. You can you can Google. I highly recommend YouTubing Wally Backman South Georgia Peanuts, and you'll get a load of good videos uh, if you want to see uh, a manager losing his mind it over and over again. Is playing for Peanuts one of the top five um, – Independent, independent baseball, baseball documentaries? documentaries of all time. Uh, you know, it's 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 in the conversation. I feel like there's actually probably like more than a couple independent baseball documentaries out there, so you'd have to uh you uh, again, send us your top 5 list. I'm interested if you've got one. I mean, but it would be tough to beat. I mean, just having Wally Backman. Dude, That's... I mean, that was it's the best it's the best manager coach I've ever covered. I mean, he filled the notebook every day, sometimes just with what he was doing, sometimes with what he was saying. He loved to just rip people in the media as his way of getting stuff across. I mean, and and it's independent baseball in South Georgia. It's just me and Wally. Like, that's it. He got suspended for eight games, and he just sat up next to me in the press box and had his drink of choice and just told stories about the 86 Mets. Like, you want to talk about – like oh. learning early in your career how great life can be sometimes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was oh, uh, it was it look. was a hell of a start. Why are you at general admission? Oh no, I'm in episode ten. Oh, you're oh you're you're looking me up now. You're looking yeah, me up. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, because they they took my credential away. Why? <sighs> Do we have time for this? <laughs> well, you gotta You're the one who has to go. Uh, yeah, well, they were like, there was, because I was writing about how the league was a mess and was folding, and it, which it did, because it was a mess. And uh, so they tried to revoke my credential, so I just went and sat in the stands and wrote from there. There you are. I, I love that you are wearing flip-flops and cargo shorts. Absolutely. South, dude. August? South Georgia? <laughs> what else do you wear? I mean, yeah. So I'm glad that you're getting your watch live of this. Uh, it's a good, it's, it's a good episode. Yeah, it was a storyline because uh, they I'm tried have to, to tweet they, they this did out. revoke my credential. They wouldn't uh, use later. it in the box because I ripped the league. Like this is like peak PDJ screen time, right? Like this is your yeah, part this, of the story. Yeah, that, uh, that was the only time I was a major storyline. Yes, that's correct. Um, but yeah, so it, otherwise I was just in just in, as a drop in to just different moments that happened you were just, that, that yeah. was the one where i was a storyline because you know and you know what happened right after the season ended it folded whole thing went under because of everything that we knew jamie o'toole was the uh guy who was a total wreck O'Toole? trying to run this league and blew it under yeah that was his name yep that's there uh there's that's, a there's P- pdj look on your face too <laughs> i'm telling you hair all I, of it. I just put it in our Slack channel. So. Oh, good. That's good. Let's. Uh, will, I'm sure that will circulate. Tease it out a later. All right. Um, well, on that note, uh, appreciate everybody listening uh, to WRP. So we'll, we will. We'll talk to you next week, or if we need an emergency podcast, whatever comes next. I hope everybody is enjoying. Maybe we'll be back to talking about baseball soon. So, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time. WRP in Cincinnati. Woo-hoo.